Welcome back to the State of the Ark podcast. My name is Mike. My name's Kason. This is continuing on from where we had to cut off last time. Uh, we just left the Nissan Cathedral, and we are now going back into town. And this is, what a conversation here between Sigurd Seiten and Bart. <laughs> lot to unpack with this. Um, so last episode, we mentioned that Bart, the seed of Bart's distrust in Sigurd was yes. planted when Sigurd seemed to know a lot about this Car Ramses man. Yeah. And Bart's like, why am I out of the loop here? Why does everyone seem to know what's going on but not me? Yeah. Why did you not tell me about this earlier, right? He's, this is start of getting to a boiling point. So when you go back into town, old man Mason signals you to come over into this little home where they're going to stay. Um, and Bart pretty much calls him out. Because Sigurd's like, we got to make a plan for our next move here, right? And, and Bart's like, before we do that, like, step into the next room, please. <laughs> it's yeah. time we had a chat here. <laughs> Bart's, yeah. Bart's uh, he's sick of it. He's sick of uh, being left in the dark. Mm -hmm. So he basically calls Sigurd out and Saitan. And he's like, it, it's time for you to tell me what's going on here, please. And so um, this is a, a really good uh, conversation. And we finally have some stuff revealed about Saitan a little bit. Um, so Bart says, Sig, what's up with that Gebler officer? What's the connection between you and him? You know, you sure know a lot about Solaris for some reason. And then Sigurd looks, I like that he looks at Saitan. Sigurd looks over to Saitan and Saitan gives him a nod. He gives yes. him like, like that was permission yes. to like talk about it. Yes. <laughs> He's like, yeah, go ahead. No. It's cool. You can talk about it. <laughs> I liked that. They like they they even change the camera angle. They really put an emphasis on the fact that he like turns to Saitan first yes. before he starts talking about. Saitan nods him on. It was very good that they put this moment here uh, because we're we're starting to mistrust everyone now. Yeah. And this is a moment where they're being honest, and it kind of re right. recaptures our trust. So Sigurd says, "All right, I'll tell you. Me and Saitan here, we used to live in Solaris." Bart's like, Solaris, you mean where Gebler's from? And Sigurd said, that's right. Solaris calls foreigners lambs. They are used as manual labor. Basically, it's slavery. And Bart says, slavery? Is that where you met him? Meaning Ramses. Is that where you met Ramses? Saiten says, yes, it was there. They probably met each other too, Saiten and sure. Sigurd. Sigurd says, we worked for the Solaris government for a short while, but we learned to dislike the methods and escaped the first chance we had. Now there's a little bit, I got a little bit confused reading this. I, I had the sense that Sigurd was from Solaris originally, that he was born there or something. I, yeah, I got that sense but too. But he was not. <clears throat> yeah. He was taken from the surface to Solaris. Yeah, they'll steal people yeah. and use them, and some special people that they steal can do more special things. Yeah. But they're still, yeah. So he was experimented on, which you'll explain in a minute. Yes. But he was then right. brainwashed and then was allowed into the military because he showed prowess there. Exactly. He showed yeah. that he was special, so they let him fight with so, the... Yeah. yeah. So Sigurd is a lamb. He is from the surface. He's from Ave. But yeah. he was taken there. Anyways. Uh, so he says, we worked for, for the Solaris government for a short while, but we learned to dislike the methods and escape the first chance we had. So Bart says, you were friends with these people? I met you when I was a kid, and we've been together ever since then. So this would have, been bef this would have happened before then. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't have understood it uh, had I heard it earlier, but why didn't you think I could deal with it now? 
Surely you could have told me about this, especially when you had something to do with the people who were backing that Shakan idiot. Okay,、mm. so he he's, he's mad at Sigurd because Sigurd was once involved with Gebler, who are backing Shakan, who usurped the throne from Bart's father. <laughs> so he's pissed. Yeah, why you know about the people backing this guy? You didn't even tell me anything about it. I wish you had told me sooner. So Sigurd says. There's nothing I can do about that now, but there's one thing I want you to believe: we left Solaris on our own will and for our own reasons. Now that they've appeared before us, we can't just sit back and do nothing. If need be, I will give my life to stop them. And Bart says, "All right, I understand, but can you elaborate a little more? What bugs me is the surface dweller thing. It's as if Solaris is in another location, like up in the clouds or something."、Mm-hmm. Um, I like it how at this part, like Bart sits down. I think. And、yeah. the music really changes, and the、mm. music is really kind of creepy and uneasy as、yeah. they're talking about Solaris. It really sets a nice tone for the kinds of things that they do in Solaris. Also, they kind of they change the camera. They start moving over the city、yeah. with the camera in、uh, like an overhead, like an aerial view, like、yeah. a helicopter kind of view. Yeah. Almost as if you were a UFO looking for someone to abduct. Yes. And as they're talking about how the Solarians will will steal people from from the surface, you're what you the the camera goes over to those two kids that、mm-hmm. are like playing near the front gate right when right. you go in,、mm-hmm. and it's just like oh my gosh, it would be so easy. You know, they're just yeah, right there. It's crazy.、Them. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, so he says, "Yes, well, Etranak, the capital of the Solaris Empire, is located in the skies above. Solaris is separated from the land by dimensional distortion fields known as gates. Passing between the two requires a special means of transportation, such as an airship. To get to Ave, we stowed away on a regular flight to the surface. You know, I didn't look up this term." Or the name of the capital, Etranak. Well, Ankh reminds me of like、Etranunk. Egyptian a little bit. I wonder if、Etranunk. that's a reference to something. Everything in this game is a reference to something. <laughs> it brought up a Xenosaga wiki as the first result, so maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a Xenogears thing. I'm not seeing anything here aside from Xenogears results, so maybe it's not. Maybe it's just original word that they made up for this game. Okay. If you know. Let me know.、And、what is Etranunk? Is that a thing outside of Xenogears? Google didn't seem to think so. Okay, so Saiten says I came much later than Sigurd did, but I also escaped in the same way.、And、Bart says, "What are lambs?"、Uh, that's like the first of a list of questions you can ask. Yeah, there's like four. Yeah, and you pick. <clears throat> so、uh, Sigurd says that is the word Salarians use to indicate those who dwell on the earth. As I said before, such surface dwellers or earth dwellers are used for manual labor. There, manual labor could be anything from soldiers to administrative jobs. Solaris gathers its force, or its workforce, from the land dwellers. Jobs are divided up by who is most suitable. Sometimes people are brainwashed, so they take people from the surface、mm-hmm. and they. Use them for manual labor and for testing and things like that, and they brainwash them. 
So Bart's like brainwashed and Sigurd says, I, when you young master were still an infant, I was used as a test subject. There was probably something they valued inside me. This could be something that you might mm. brush over, but re just remember back to the conversation you had with Saitan about being able to sense something about me. Oh, yes. All right. So he has this extrasensory perception thing, Sigurd does. Hmm. They recognize that in him and they tested him specifically to try to learn mm. what this power is that Sigurd seems so to have. So Sigurd has some special power. Yeah. Um, we will talk about that later. <laughs> uh, okay, so they thought there was something valuable inside of me, Sigurd says. And then Faye says, you too, Doc? And science says, no, I was born in the lower city levels. It's not a complete secret, but I guess I am a Solarian. <laughs> I not guess. a complete secret. <laughs> I guess he's like, if you read between the lines, you would have known. I sort of told you. It depends on your, what does is, what is Obi-Wan Kenobi oh. say? Point um, of view. Uh, All from your point of, from a certain, from a certain point, point of view. From a certain point of view, yeah. from a so, certain point yeah. of view so I'm a Solarian. So what I told you is true. From a certain, it's like you, liar. <laughs> if, if... <laughs> If a, if a spouse ever says, well, from a certain point of view, I was actually telling the truth, it's like, hey, they they, were that's code for, I, I lied to you. Yep. Deceptive. So Sidon says, you see, you still need people to run a country. No matter how scientifically advanced you are, you have no support without people. Mm. Good line. I really like that line. I think so, too. Um, Sigurd says, pure Solarians are rare. They would not even make up a quarter of Ave's population. So they support their country by stealing surface dwellers. Uh, Bart says, who is that man? Referring to Ramses. Sigurd says his name is Kar, Karan Ramses. As you know, he's a Gebler commander. Bart says, Ramses? ICG. <laughs> of course he does. Just let him keep explaining. Um, <laughs> Sigurd says we call him Kar. In Solaris, there, there is an officer training school called Yugend. He became the commander after leaving there. And Saiten says, he's a low-level citizen, the same as me. However, with his amazing abilities, after graduation, he rose through the ranks with unparalleled speed. And Sigurd says, that man had one ideal, to achieve a, consol a consolidation of all of his colleagues, even land dwellers, if they had talent, uh, even land dwellers, if they had talent, were brought into the army. And Bart says, so you two were picked by Ramses? And Sidon says, no, we were not picked by him. We aligned ourselves with him. And Sigurd says, at the time, we agreed with him. Sidon says, at that time, Ramses was our hope. He had high ideals and wanted to change the system in Solaris to use test subjects and lower level citizens. Oh, oh to us, this is wrong. Uh, this guy does this a lot. He, he uh, has a lot of typos here on oh, the GameFAQ. okay. So to us, test subjects and lower level citizens, he was truly all we wished for. And Bart said, a benefactor? And Sigurd said, yes, even I, a test subject, was changed by his ideals. Bart says, so why was it that uh, you wanted to flee from Solaris? Well, actually, let's talk about something like that. So Ramses wanted to change the system in Solaris. He was a, yes. he was a lowborn. Low and ranking, he climbed the ranks. Climbed the ranks. And he was like, hey, we should let more low people into the system. Uh, right? Consolidation of his colleagues, he calls it. But obviously he mm -hmm. wanted to um, help at least the people he's working they, with. They thought he wanted to People help like Saitan and himself who were sure. lower ranking or lower in the class structure to give them a chance 
to advance to a higher place or mm -hmm. what have you. So at first glance, it seemed to be like a good change for the, the society and yeah. Saitan and Sigurd were on board with it. But as they learned later, it's not entirely the case. Um, Saiten mentions here in a little bit, like it didn't really change anything other right. than like... Now we were a part of the bad system. Yeah, right? it's just like, yeah. yeah. More or less, it's just like, before it was like class indicated like where you know you were in the system. And, mm -hmm. and Ramses really just wanted to change that to the most skilled people get to be at the top. Okay, but sure. the people at the bottom are still in terrible Yes, it didn't actually do <laughs> conditions. anything to help. Sure. It's just like it should be um, a meritocracy. A meritocracy where instead the of people an who oligarchy. Are, the yeah. people who are the most skilled get all the benefits and the people who are not skilled get screwed yes, over. Yes, yes, yeah. So it just flips it, but it's the same system. It just changes who's at the top. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay, so... Um, Bart asks why, why it was that they wanted to flee from Solaris. Sigurd says, We were placed in key military positions by Ramses, and thanks to that we came to know the relationship between Solaris and the surface dwellers. And Bart says, The lambs, right? And Sigurd says, They weren't just using us lambs for slave labor. They also selected some of us, like me, to be used as subjects in experiments to refine their drugs. Drugs that mm. change people's personalities to make them more aggressive and to draw out their latent abilities. They were using us human guinea pigs to test their psychological alteration drugs. Now, this is drive that we learned about yes. a little earlier. Yeah, um, and it was, yeah. That Saiten called out when they were fighting the gears in the pirate hideout. He's yeah, like, so why can't using, I hurt these guys? Oh, they're using Could it be? They're using they're drive. They're using drive, yeah. So that drug drive is something that Gebler forces yeah. use. Yeah, and it was developed by testing it on Lamps. lower people. And as we see throughout this playthrough, it can have some bad effects on people. It doesn't yeah. work for everybody yeah. the same way. Uh, so Bart says, human guinea pigs experimenting on humans? Sigurd said, yes, for example, Drive, that drug, and all others like it uh, that are used now are byproducts of human experimentation. Sighton says, mm. however, the role of such experimental subjects was not limited to just that. Faye says, this drive drug is something that anyone in Solaris can, uh, the Solaris army can use. Obviously, he's concerned about Ellie. That's why he's asking. Yes. <clears throat> Saiten says, at least anyone in the Gebler forces who is sent to the surface. And Bart says, you're worried about her, huh? To Faye. Faye's like, huh? What? <laughs> yeah. And Bart's like, I saw some in her room. You mentioned this last episode. Yep. Faye says, no. Oh, no. Ellie's using drive. That makes me so conflicted inside. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, so Bart, like you said, had noticed that Faye had, or not Faye, Ellie had drive in her little uh, quarters back in uh, Ovid. So yeah. Bart says, anyway, using slaves as guinea pigs, how, how low are these guys? Damn. Hmm. I think I get most of it, old Mason, or old, sorry, I'm reading too fast. I need to slow down. <laughs> I think I get most of it. Old Mason, go reserve the town hall for us. We'll finish talking there. I'm going outside to get some air. So Bart leaves. And Sigurd's concerned. Oh, I wish I had told him sooner. And Saitan's like, don't worry about it. He'll get it. Yeah. It's to give him some time. Um, and then uh, Faye and Saitan go out and talk to Bart. And, and Saitan tries to like help him come to terms with why Sigurd did what he did. right? Because Bart feels betrayed to some yeah. degree. And, and he says, I had no idea that Sig had such a past. 
And Sine says, are you still suspicious of Sigurd? And Bart says, well, I mean, it was just so sudden. I kind of expected to hear something different, like they were childhood rivals or something. He, he's talking about Sigurd and yeah. Ramses. He was hoping that their past had been like, oh, as kids they had been rivals at one point or something. Yeah. But this is way deeper than that. It's this a whole different thing. way more yeah. than I expected. Yeah. And there's nothing compared to the story he just told us, is it? Sidon says, hmm, so hearing this story has confused you because it was not so simple. There was a time when we were cooperating with one of Gebler's generals. Furthermore, behind, uh, furthermore, behind Gebler was a country that you had never even heard of. And Bart feels like he's being condescending. It's like, hey, why are you picking on me for? You know, like, yeah, you might know everything <laughs> in the world, <laughs> but not the rest of us do. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> and Sidon clarifies, no, I'm not picking on you or blaming you or anything. Uh, what I'm saying is, if you think about how he feels, then you should see why he could not talk about this with you till now. Looking at the- You know, this is interesting. The fact, because when we listed the yin and yang, right? The yeah. yin masculine, the yang feminine, and within the yang, having um, the, at the very bottom of one of the, uh, one of the, what would you say? One of the qualities of, of the feminine side, it lists emotional intelligence, yes. right? Now, for Bart to be shutting off to what, how other people are, but for Satan to be saying him, if you think about how he feels, yeah, then you should see why he couldn't talk about this with you. This is this is another way where Satan, being a more rounded person just in general, is kind of showing or pointing out how Bart um, is really lacking in a certain yeah. column of um, Bart you know, qualities. Is, Bart right? is repressing his anima. Yes, we, we kind of exactly. talked about this before, where he like rejected the Nissan symbol. Yes, he's, he's like, like oh, that's, that's dumb. I want to fly on my own. Yes. I don't want someone to help me. And right? now Satan is pointing out that he lacks some of the qualities that would do him very well. Yes. would he develop them? But he sure. kind of doesn't want to. He hasn't developed his uh, feminine inner yes. opposite. Exactly. Uh, and Satan <laughs> has. Satan so seems has, as though he has. Satan has reached Sophia and has yes. developed wisdom. He is very wise. <laughs> doesn't yeah. <laughs> Boy, as Bart, he's working on it. All right, good stuff. Um, then I was looking at the activities, I think it was the next part. Then you should see why he could not talk about this with you till now. Looking at the activities of Solaris toward other countries up until now, it has never gone beyond simply maintaining their own empire or self-preservation. And as you have seen, their military power is immense. So Sigurd was probably thinking ahead. First, uh, he was probably concentrating on taking care of the problems here on the continent of Ignis. Once these things were settled here, it would give him a stronger foundation to deal with Solaris later, which is a much better plan than rushing straight into a war he knew he could not win. Quite logical, really. So, essentially, if Sigurd was like, okay, Bart, like, we need to go, like, take out Solaris, they have no chance of fighting <laughs> how, Solaris. How do they even get to Solaris, right. <laughs> like they, they stand no chance. They need to rally the support of all the lambs, yes. essentially. Which includes to, reinstating the lost prince, yes. and it includes bringing the Stopping the war. Stopping the war. Resolving the war of Kislev and yeah. Ave, uniting the lambs of Ignis mm -hmm. to uprise against Solaris. That's right. what Sigurd is thinking. And when S and so S for the time yeah. being, it's like I can't even think about Solaris. I got to figure out how we can put Bark back on the throne and stop Shakan, mm -hmm. and then from there settle the war with Kislev, and then from there 
make some kind of alliance with Kislev and yes. Nissan and everybody. And then from there, we can think about pulling mm -hmm. our resources and the gears and things that we're like, you know, excavating. Yes. And then we can think and about using attacking them to actually help each other instead of destroy each other. Exactly. Yeah. So Bart says, sounds like you understand one another pretty well. And Zayn says, well, it's not like we're newly acquainted, is it? Sorry that I read Saitan's lines with contractions. It just makes it way easier. <laughs> <laughs> and we talked about a lot of things up until we decided to escape from Solaris. Bart says, speaking of that, why did you leave? That Ramses guy was supposed to be a star of hope or something, wasn't he? Saitan says, yes, I certainly thought so at first, but then I realized his way of thinking was not that much of a change from the previous system, is what we were just talking about. Basically, the only difference was whether they stressed people's rank and class or their skill. The words had changed, but it was still no different from the Solaris itself, or from what Solaris itself had been doing up until then. He had no intentions of bringing everyone a better way of life. So again, it's not about improving the lives of everyone in society, only those who are skilled, yes. only those who merit being it's at like the top. Social Darwinism kind of thing, survival right. of the fittest. Exactly. So Bart says, in other words, he's an elitist. I don't think I like him much either. So, Saitan, do you think I can beat Gebler? And Saitan says, why? Are you planning on fighting them? Bart says, as long as they're working with Shakan, there's no way around it. The way things are going, I'm sure we'll have to fight them sooner or later. So Saitan says, hmm, I suppose so, but even if we were able to defeat Ge the Gebler forces here, there's still Solaris to deal with. Uh, if we're not careful, it's possible that we may get involved in a larger war with Shakan. Do you not agree that continuing the way we have been going is rather hard on everyone? I think it's time we try to uh, get help from a greater number of people. So he's essentially referring to the fact that like, we can't fight Gebler or Shakan in the way that we have been doing, just as, as your group of pirates. <laughs> in your, your little it's time, ship. it's time to put you back on the throne. Right. It's time to like get established yeah. and like actually unite people. Right. So Bart says, so defeating Shakan's not going to get rid of the likes of Gebler. I know what you're trying to say. To vanquish Gebler, first to first gain thy throne. Right. Sighton says, hmm. You could put it that way. Um, so, anyways, uh, I don't want to just continue like reading every single line of dialogue here, but all of that is uh, really important to examine. Um, we have like clearer insight now into what Saitan and Sigurd are trying to do. Yes. Um, and Bart's role in that. Yeah. Um, and uh, the importance of sort of settling what's going on here in Ignis. Ignis's war needs to end. We need to get people rallied together and we need to work together to fight off Solaris and right, stop Right, because they're the real people. reason why everything sucks. Solaris is the real the problem here. Yeah. They are actually manipulating this war. They're using the, yes. the, the factions and the nations against Which, each other. Because this reminds me, did you ever see the movie Elysium? Yes. Yes, how there's the humans up above yes, and in, then everyone. the space yeah, station. Yeah. And they get all the preferential everything. Very w similar Were that concept. to ever happen, that's what. That's how the result would end up going. It would yeah. be the the power. You even see it in today's world with you know, the big powers funding smaller little proxy mm -hmm. you know groups to kind of keep things destabilized in certain places so that they can't ever threaten the yeah. power of the big power. You right. Know? As long yeah, you as preserve your power. The situation below is volatile enough to where, like, they keep 
fighting, squabbling amongst yeah, themselves. The never, resources are not pooled. Yes. They can never threaten us. Yeah. It's the same idea. Uh, yeah, so it's dividing Congress. So they're up there just kind of playing chess with, yeah. with everybody's lives. And um, they were kind of talking about, you know, without people, you know, a country can't, what does he say exactly? Well, like a even, country, even a technologically advanced country yeah. can't function without, without, without its without people. Yeah. people. Without the approval, without the, yeah. Yeah, and they need lambs to, yeah. for the manual labor. And then they brainwash them and then they put but them to work. In order to maintain <laughs> yeah. the structure, the power structure they have that allows them to do this, to maintain their society, they have to keep lambs not pull, like united against them. Yeah. Make sense? It does. However, there's one thing that does not make sense. Okay. Given this, if this is their true purpose, mm -hmm. why does Ramses listen, listen to, to Saitan? Good question, Kaysen. That, um, <laughs> that does make me wonder. We may not actually know the whole picture here. We may understand Sigurd's point of view, but to the extent that Satan is involved in all of this, I don't know that we understand him still. Completely. I still don't think we understand Satan. He has, at least we know to some degree, the ear of the emperor, or the, yes, he is the following emperor. the the commands or the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's following the orders of the emperor. Yeah. And, and he's, he's giving really, orders. He's really concerned about the time of the gospel. To Ramses, yes, yes. Satan is, is very uh, involved with the resurrection of God and the time of the gospel. Yeah. That seems to be more at the center of his motivation at this point. Because that we got from his inner monologue. Yes. Whereas everything he's he never saying to these to people, anyone. he doesn't reveal anything about that. Right. He, he never tells people about the time of the gospel, the resurrection of God. He only thought that to himself. Yes. So that's how we know that's truly what he's after. And it, Whereas at this all point, this stuff yeah. is a path to whatever that is all about. And, and we'll, we'll see if what he's all about is good or bad. But, um, <laughs> yeah, very interesting stuff, very interesting stuff. Good things, good things. Okay, um, so in the next scene, they meet in the town hall, and I'm not going to read all the dialogue. I'll just try to kind of summarize this. Um, they're making a plan for how they're going to put Bart on the throne and overthrow Shakan. Yeah. By the way, I thought we were going to get a real-time strategy type uh, kind of system here because you yeah. go into the map, you see the blocks, and you see the enemy's forces. And I thought, kind of like Final Fantasy VII when there was the invasion of the up in the mountain. Mm -hmm. of the, Fort um, Condor. Yeah. yeah. And we have to kind of, you know, yeah. place our troops and determine how we're going to, you know, Here is defeat a, the a enemy. major gripe that I have. Mm. I've been playing JRPGs since I was 10 years old or something like sure. that. Sure. There have been very few games who have attempted what you're saying. <laughs> Sweet Code N2, oh. and I guess you could classify Fort Condor in... Uh, yeah, but that one didn't quite come up to the real the RTS style kind of thing. How is but it it's possible that we have Tactics Ogre or Final Fantasy Tactics on one side, maybe on the other side you have Fire Emblem... Um, Project Triangle Strategy. <laughs> it's coming. It's, um, it's there. Uh, what's that? Sega Genesis tactical game, uh, Shining Force. Oh, I don't know that I've So you have like Shining one. Force, and you have like Fire Emblem, and you have Tactics Ogre, and Final Fantasy Tactics, and, and Mario Rabbids. <laughs> triangle <laughs> Strategy, that's sort of a branch off of yeah, that type. It's on its way. But you can't, I have not seen anyone combine that with the traditional turn-based RPG See, in a way where it was like, <laughs> that was super satisfying. Because the battles of Suikoden 2, it's, tactical element yeah. is not very good. 
Oh, really? Like, it, it kind of is mirrored on the structure of Fire Emblem or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's just not good. So I suspect it's because there's so much time that goes into all of the mechanics of a tactical RPG being like a full cycle of development. But yes. then you also have oh, to yeah. do it's a, like a whole separate engine, a, a game full engine. cycle of development on all the mechanics of yeah. a turn-based RPG as well. Yes. <laughs> and that you're making two games instead of one game. Okay. But you, come on, indie people I out there. I know, we have the technology Please, now. Someone make a wartime <laughs> uh, tactics, you know, uh, maybe like a, a Yasumi Matsuno styled yeah. factions and, and, and nations at wartime story that has turn-based exp exploring the world and going mm -hmm. to towns and NPCs and side questing and, and uh, that sort of part, but also the tactical battle parts. I want that game desperately. Someone please and make I it. And I want it now. <laughs> so this is how it should go. I, we, I think we're thinking of the coolest game ever, and I don't care that we say this out loud because I will never make this game. So hopefully one <laughs> of you guys does because this would be so cool. Have it be action when you're one-on-one. -on -one. Have it when, you, so you're in battles and you're, you're just doing the one-on-one -on -one stuff when you're just controlling yourself. Then there are moments where you need a whole party and it's RPG style. Then there are grander moments when you're controlling a whole oh, army man. and it's tactical style. The it's ambition RPS. of this. Yes. Because now you're, no. talking about, now you're talking about almost like Valkyrie uh, Chronicles. I never which played is that one. Similar maybe to like Battalion Wars. Yes, I did play Battalion right? Wars. Yeah. Where you got the little, you can control the little, yes. each individual well, guy. But I'm not saying, around. and that's cool. I, I that game was so cool. <laughs> but um, I'm saying that there are different segments of the game, right? So let's say there's an infiltration thing. So you're just one dude and it's Metal Gear Solid style and you go in and take people out, right? But then, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, sometimes I'm like five minutes into an idea and I realize we're doing a podcast about Xeno <laughs> Gears. Anyways, then sometimes you run a situation where your, your friends are with you and now you're not just fighting and now it's RPG style. And then a whole army's here and you've got to fight with armies. I'm just saying it's separate. It's not like you're always in armies and you're controlling one dude. I'm saying there's a moment where, where sometimes you're one guy, sometimes you're a party, sometimes you're tactical. And it shifts depending on the story that the game wants to tell. Yeah. So that would be a cool game and somebody please make it because I want to play it. I agree. Somebody make a game where that combines tactical RPG with traditional RPG. And you, but I'm saying you can even go to even also little, the action thing. Action or RPG some stealth or something maybe like a little that. Action RPG. But the funny thing with this, so the, the way the game works with Xenogears, the way these RPG games work, let's hear it. You haven't played Ghost of Tsushima yet. I have not yet, no. But in Suikoden, they have these kind of rock, paper, scissors duels. Yes. So Ooh. they have your, you have your traditional turn-based battle. This is a Xenogears podcast, I promise, but we just gotta get to this <laughs> idea. It's a tangent, but it's a good tangent. I like it. Oh, it's too good. You have your, you know, six party normal type turn-based battles. Then you have yes. your war battles that are larger scale. Then you have duels between like there a commander and, and like your main character. But that's and it's that's different. played out like it's a rock, more... it's played out like a rock paper scissors thing. Ah. It's like you choose heavy attack and they choose defend or they choose attack. Or, a, or mobile It's like this attack, beats this, like this beats attack. this, this beats this. Sure, it's a or range attack, thing. something like that, yeah. Now, replace that with the Ghosts of Tsushima duels. Yeah, which are I've watched some gameplay sweet. on it. Sweet. Yeah. I would say, okay, Ghosts of Tsushima is awesome. We're going to cover it on this podcast at some point. But oh, I, I'm just telling you, the first time I did a duel with a Ronin, 
yeah. was possibly the coolest moment of the whole nice. game. <laughs> it is, they capture that That's cool. dueling, like romanticized samurai dueling thing. Yeah. Instead and of the constant swordplay, it's like the it's more strategic one. You've got to get that one move in. It's perfect. That's cool. That's it's cool. perfect. 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 <laughs> what? That's perfect. Perfect. I'm telling you, it's perfect. It's I so th sweet. I think we've developed a a a very very successful game here. Action and I RPG. Hope somebody who can make games is listening. Action RPG duels with the commanders. Yes. Yes. Tactical RPG, uh, Fire Emblem style, large scale battles or something. Mm -hmm. It's specifically in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Like you know, typically you have like twelve or fourteen units. Yeah. But in Fire Emblem Three Houses, when you uh, units attack, they zoom in, and that unit is actually like a brigade. So it's like ah uh, yes, many units go. within one unit. That makes so sense. It, it makes it more like you have an army of hundreds I like of thousands that better, or something, as opposed to just a health bar and one uh, person, an army of twelve guys against an army of like thirty guys in yeah, one battle. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. So that. Also, your traditional RPG questing. Yes, with the party, with the party, exploration, the whole, yeah, yeah and, and controlling the party with yeah. a turn-based battle system because I want control of all the guys. Exactly. Maybe you could do a Final Fantasy VII remake style switching characters. <sighs> let's thing. not get carried away. <laughs> but let's not do that. Let's just do turn-based. Just turn-based. Turn-based, <laughs> tactical, action RPG duels with the commanders would be the sickest game ever. Oh my gosh! Please, somebody oh make that. Oh my gosh! Please. Please. Okay. The plan, though, <laughs> back to Zima Gears. <laughs> they, aren't, they didn't do that. You're just looking at a map. The plan here is, well, we can't fight Gebler. No. We need to distract Gebler. We need the Gebler forces to move away from the capital. So mm. we need to... So essentially, along the Ave and Kislev border, there's kind of two places, because it, there's a mountain range that sort of divides Yeah, it's a natural border. border yeah. yeah, it's like a natural border. So there's kind of two places where they have, uh, you know, uh, a force set up to sort of watch or guard places where they could get in. Yeah. Around these mountains, around this natural barrier. Yeah, kind of like in a, what, like a valley kind of yeah, between the The main here. force is more to kind of like the northeast border. Um, and then the second largest force is in the city itself in Yeah, to defend the actual capital. And then they have a really small force, more of just like um, a lookout, more just yeah. like, just, just to keep an eye on this little area. On Nissan, to see what they're doing. Yeah, there. in kind of the near Nissan, yeah. and, um, but there's a, a border there with Ave um, oh, in, in the Kislev? west, oh. in the, or in yeah. Kislev, Kislev yeah, and yeah. Ave, in, in the west of uh, the Ignis continent there, the mm -hmm. northwest side. So <clears throat> the plan here is, okay, we're going to attack that small force. And that's going to call out the force that's in the, the capital to come and, yeah. and give aid up here. And so they'll have to deplete their forces. Because I think what they're gonna try to do is they're gonna make it seem like Nissan and Kislev have teamed up. Yes. And they have some, I think they have some Kislev gears. Gear, is that what they're well, saying? gears and like army uniforms. Okay, and that's things. it. Some military stuff. They're going to make it look like They're going to make it look like. So that way, Ave has to like, oh, they got to take it seriously. They got to empty like yeah. a, a good chunk of their military to uh, go away from the city. Yeah, stop this. Because it, yes. it's going to look like an invasion force Above from Nissan and Kislev yep. together coming through that point. Yeah. Now, this brings up the ethical question of <laughs> should we really make them think that Nissan is attacking them what if they counterattack and destroy Nissan? right 
right? What if this doesn't work? And, and we just, and Nissan's like, we didn't do it. It was these rogue people who did it on their own. We didn't do this. Isn't it Sitan who says something like... He's like, it won't fail. Well, no. So the other part of the plan, I'll get to what he says here in a second. But okay. the other part of the plan is they don't want some of the force from the northern border over here to also come and aid, because that could be disastrous. Right. If too many soldiers. Then they all just die and it's yeah. over. Yeah. So it's like, we're going to send a smaller force to to like essentially fight and distract right. that force to, in the north yeah. so that they don't rush over here. So we have time They'll to fight that here, under and then we well. have time to get into Ave as it's depleted and kill Shakan and put Bart on the throne yeah. and you know so that's the plan the plan is pull the forces from the capital with a with a feint this idea that Nissan and Kislev have united to invade here at this point where yeah, we're weak the weak point pull our soldiers there we don't want reinforcements from this side coming over so Faye you go there with a group of gears and just fight them and distract them so that they don't come yeah, over here. Like in the they mountains. think they're getting attacked at that point. Yeah. And that'll give us time to finish this up and put Bart on the throne. That's the plan, right? Yeah. So they're gonna send Faye there over to that side. Um, and then what does Saiten say? Yeah, I'm I Oh, because they're talking about Vandercom, who is the he was the guy who got demoted. Like, Ramses yelled at him, remember? Yes, yeah, Vandercom was in charge of the special unit, right? He's the one that is now sent to that northern uh, border mm, that yeah. Faye's going to attack. Yes. And he's like, don't worry about that guy. He's way too dependent on his, like, naval guns, basically. Yes, he, he doesn't keep up with the times. He yeah. thinks a big gun is better than, you know, some better strategy, or I think he doesn't really... Use yeah. what does he not use? He There's doesn't like else. the gears or something. Yeah, it was something about the gears. He has used them though. He infiltrated the what does he say? Pirates hideout with them. Young one, he's not able to adapt to change in tactics, particularly following yeah. the introduction of gears. Yeah, he's a man so who will he never stray away from his dependence on naval guns, large naval guns. Yeah, so he prefers. So if he has the guns, he'll favor them over gears. But gears yeah. are more maneuverable and possibly right. just as powerful. So that's why Faye. They yeah. think that Faye, even with a small force, will have success because in their gears they'll mm -hmm. be able to outmaneuver. Yes. His, like, sand ships. <laughs> and they'll be able to go in the mountains and fight from right. the mountains, which is hard. You can't get big guns into, like, right. mountainous areas. Oh, 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 here it is. Bart says, you're using, uh, you're saying that you intend to use Nissan as bait? And Faye's like, Doc? Sigurd says, yeah. Shakan is very sensitive to Nissan and Kislev's actions. If Nissan starts moving, he will probably leave it to Gebler. But, and then Saiten says, of course, I do not wish to do that from the beginning, but looking at the situation, we have to be willing to go that far. So, so yes, the concern is that this would be compromising to Nissan, yeah. but based on where we're at right now, based on the situation, like th this is what we, we have, have to, to do. risk that. The, so that's heavy, but it doesn't seem like they nobody really pushes back after he says because he's right. <laughs> exactly, it's like these yeah. are the type of risks you have to take in war. Yes, and that's why. Right. It, tends to be certain types of people that rise to the top in war because right. they're willing to do They're that. willing to risk everything. They're willing to risk it, yeah, themselves and others. And, and that's what your enemy does not suspect you'd be willing to risk, and that's exactly. why you're able to deceive them. Yep. If that's why you're supposed to know your enemy. It's the whole Sun Tzu thing. Yes, right? yes. It's like, if you don't know how they think, then they're going to surprise you. Right, they're going right. to they're, they're yeah. find some way to, uh, you know, 
get into those chinks in, in your mind's armor, so to speak, the strategic armor. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you gotta be willing to risk everything because hopefully they won't suspect that you would do that. So, And that's where you have to have the, uh, the uh, belief in your cause. Like yeah. you have to be so, so into what you're doing because you're going pretty far. You gotta believe that it's worth it. Right. So that's the plan. <clears throat> now, as uh, they're leaving, um, there's some interesting dialogue here uh, with Sister Agnes and Marguerite. I, 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 I'm interested to see what you think about this. Yeah. Um, Marguerite and Bartholomew, seeing you two brings my hopes up. Long ago, before the Fatimas of Ave were called oh, Fatima, yeah, right. <laughs> the royal brothers and their wives oversaw many prosperous reigns or eras. I'm looking forward to the day when as the great mother of the Nissan sect, you will take your place on the throne as Bartholomew's wife. Yeah. They are first cousins. They are very closely related. Now, in some cultures, incest between royal family members was pretty normal, in particular like ancient, ancient Egypt. Egypt. Yeah. I know that in certain European countries this happened they but it was all, it was not necessarily yeah. I mean especially when the church was dominating it it was like that was not um, a good thing <laughs> <laughs> or considered a good thing yeah and um, the royalty would all marry each other and and those situations would often happen um, within the um, English royal family yes, actually there which, are several which instances of they, things like that happening well, they made their own church, so... <laughs> right, <laughs> that's true, that's true. Because of the fact that... Uh, he yeah, wanted to divorce someone. King Henry VIII wanted to divorce him. Catherine of Aragon, I think. You're not supposed to do that in Catholicism. You're not supposed to do that. So um, he found his but own... But anyways, but I yeah. was surprised that this mention of ancestral relations being a part of like the Fatima dynasty is yeah. kind of just used as a throwaway har-har line here to embarrass... Uh, Margie a little bit. Yeah. And that it, there's no attempt made to justify that for 10-year-olds <laughs> playing a game in 1998. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. They don't even mention it. Yeah, that's kind of funny. It, it's also funny, too, because she was in the cathedral. She's like, oh, I'd like to get married one day kind of thing, or I'd yeah. like to be the second half of somebody to reach our divine potential. Um, and then Bart is like, that's stupid. And then... <laughs> and then when it's brought up that maybe she'd have to marry Bart, she's like, oh, that's a horrible idea. But then Agnes says, oh, I don't know. In a few years, if things keep going how they're going, Bart's going to have a pretty good interest in you, right? <laughs> like, you're, you're growing up, you know. He's, gonna, he's not going to be able to resist. <laughs> and it's like the tables are going to flip. She's not going to want him, but he will want her. But she wants to get married, but not to him. It's a funny, funny little situation. They yeah, have. I thought it was weird. And probably not necessary. Probably. Um, I mean, I don't know how far into the future this game goes, but... To make it an ancestral relationship? Uh, I, I don't know. It's just... It struck me as funny that they just kind of throw that in. Just throw that in there as an almost throwaway comedic yeah, line. Yeah, kind of funny. Uh, but anyways, another line that I found funny here is uh, the group that Faye's going to go with they're kind of, you know, bantering with him a little bit or trying to. Yeah. And he says, 
don't call me son because you sure ain't my pops. <laughs> but you know what's really funny? And okay, I have, I know, I, I looked this line up because it stood out to me too. So the Japanese does not say this at all. It okay. is completely different. Right. However, that's not that bad of a translation given the situation. Okay. It's a pun. It's a play on words uh, that was done in the Japanese that does not does, work in English. Transfer, it yeah. wouldn't make sense. I don't know how else he could have done this. But so... What he says in English, yeah, don't call me son because you sure ain't my pops. In the Japanese, he says, don't call me bozu. So the guy says bozu. Now, bozu has two meanings in Japanese. Okay. It's a, it's, well, okay. So one of them is um, like a boy or a kid or a son or something like that, right? So that's bozu. It also means a Buddhist priest. It uh, means both of those things. Okay. And so then Faye's response is, don't call me bozu. And what he says here is really funny. He says, don't call me Bozu because I won't be reciting any scriptures for you when you die, old man. Oh, right? okay. So they call him son and he throws back, don't call me Bozu, the word, because I'm not a priest and I'm not, I'm so not he's, righteous. He's playing on the word Bozu. He's playing on the word They're Bozu. They're calling him a boy. He's turning that around to on the other priest. meaning. Yes, the, the other meaning, but being kind of rude and in jest. However... The, re the thing that solidifies this as that it was meant to be the pun. It wasn't meant to be the, um, well, the, what solidified it for me was the response, which was uh, from one of the other soldier people. I don't think he's named. He goes, huh? Ha, 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 right? Meaning uh, he questioned at first. He's like, what? Oh, ha, ha, I, I get, get it. it. Right, get dot, it. dot, dot kind of thing. Yeah. So it, like, it wasn't that funny, and Faye was just kind of being weird. <laughs> but but it solidifies it as this was a joke that Faye just told. And he was so trying going to make back, a joke and it wasn't that funny. He was trying to make a joke. It wasn't very funny. <laughs> Everyone didn't get it and then they gave him a courtesy laugh afterwards. It gotcha. seemed. Because it's the ha, comma, ha, comma, ha, comma, ha, comma. And it just didn't seem like a legitimate laugh. Yeah. I mean, you can't tell. but sure. So that was a play on words. Very, very interesting. But the way, I don't know how you translate that in English. So I actually think he did a pretty good job. That's tough. Turning it into... Don't call me son, because you sure ain't my pops. It wasn't a father son. It was like kid, and the word is osan for um for old man is osan, which could just be anybody, but it also kind of means uncle. So it's not really reference to a dad. It's more like just an old person or an yeah. uncle. Um, anyways, there you go. That's the Japanese. Yeah, that was my big in movie. English. I mean that with that context, that's a that's a tough thing to. I translate. don't know <laughs> I how would, would translate you, that. How would you translate that? That's tough. Yeah. But you could you the, could cr you could turn it around and just try to find an English pun that worked, but that's going to be hard. Like you're going yeah. it'll be hard for you to find something like that. You'd have like to research that. for a while, think about it really hard. Yeah. He's under the constraints of time. It's like I just got to like sun the scene. pops. Like that it does work. I I'm not I'm knocking this translation. I think it's fine. The reason <laughs> why I don't like it and this is purely just from you know, the English dialogue perspective. It just yeah. doesn't sound like something Faye would say. Like, it doesn't sound like his voice. Like, the words. Yeah. He doesn't talk like this. I think that's true. And yeah, it sure. just felt very strange. As uh, he, he's, yeah. he's not I think that's true like in the this. Japanese as well, though. Yeah. The way he takes it. It was more of a joke, though. This one wasn't much of a joke. The jokey nature, the jovial nature didn't come through in the English as yeah. well. It's so that, that's like, probably, I think you're right there. It just sounds kind of rude and like... Yeah, it's not like he's telling a joke. And even a bad joke. using, like, the word ain't just doesn't sound like something that's in, has ever been in his vocabulary at okay, this point. Okay, yeah. I think it just, it doesn't right. feel like something genuinely Faye would say. It's yeah. like Faye, especially at this point, 
I, I think rather than like firing back at somebody like that would, I don't know, just kind of be like, oh, okay. Right. Like not really like play along too much or, or banter back, right? Yeah. But not necessarily get upset. It seemed like, like he was back. genuinely upset in yeah. the English. That's that and is. It, and upset is something that's like that not really that. It wasn't. It wasn't rude. And even <laughs> in English, the response is, huh? Ha ha ha. Yeah, it's like. And so it's like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? What happened? Kid, that? What weird. happened between these two characters? Just now, now, I know that there, that there probably are going to be some people in the comments who are going to. Okay, without spoilers, right? They're going to comment on the fact that Faye's personality is kind of weird and socially awkward. And, um, and that's. I get that a little. Yeah. That, that there's kind of a little more introverted. Where he's, kind of he's not able to really. Um, Adapt socially very well, okay. Because he's, for all intents and purposes, given his retrograde amnesia, mm. only got like three years of really social experience. So his in personality a, in a backwater village of Lahan. You know what's weird though? In that village, everyone really seemed to like him a lot yeah. and look up to him. So I think he did have some social skills that people yeah. liked about him. But I've definitely seen since we've left Lahan that he he. But it's more because yeah. of his internal conflict that he just doesn't. It's like he doesn't have time to deal with people anymore. He's uh, just like you got everyone around me is kind of annoying. I'm only yeah. here because I have to be. I feel like that justification is it falls a little bit on the on the apologetics side to me. It's like yeah. finding a justification instead of like he seems perfectly well adjusted instead around people in social situations everywhere else up until now. Yes. Yeah. I mean that's true. <laughs> you know. It, like, that yes, it could be a valid explanation, but elsewhere he doesn't seem to have the same problem. Right, it's kind of whenever the writers want to reinsert the problem, they kind of just put it in. It's just a and weird line. it's not there. It's a weird line. Doesn't it sound is. like him it to sure me. It sure is. <clears throat> um, so then, here's a... Yeah, which is worse, though, that or Sorry Dari? <laughs> sorry Dari is pretty weird. Sorry Dari is horrible. I'm sorry, <laughs> Honeywood. No forgiveness here's, um, there. Here's some, some great stuff. We go up to the top deck. You actually get in control of Saitan for a while. So they send Faye off to like get into the Yeah, deck. I thought that was fun that we were controlling him. So you control Saitan here. Oh, by the way, there is one other thing, though. Before we get sent off, mm. um, uh, we say something. Faye says something interesting about the Veltal because they're saying, hey, we're going to be here doing this attack, and you guys are going to sneak in over here with Bart. Um, Faye, and Faye goes, yeah, let me guess. You want me to go and like cause a ruckus with Veltal, huh? And they're like, you got it. And he's like down with it. He's like, yeah. sure, I'll get him Veltal and just he's like go. He's accepted it at And he point. even says, I wish I had the exact quote. Um, he says, I'm, I, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go cause trouble, right? I'm going to go ruffle up some feathers, right? Yeah. And it's like he knows he's using this atomic bomb of a weapon <laughs> to, to go, um, you know, rough up people, which he typically is opposed to doing in, in a difficult situation. And he's just okay with it now. Yeah, he's, um, he's come to accept it, and that was all part of, uh, yeah. well, as long as I'm helping people, I'll find my purpose. Exactly. Since he's decided and to let Bart kind of lead, lead. and he's just going to follow Bart and whatever he's doing, I'll find my purpose there, it's like a big weight's been lifted off of his yeah. shoulders, and he no longer has to determine his direction. He's just going to follow until his direction's revealed to him. Yeah. And this is it. Okay, now he can actually deal with this kind of stuff in a much more efficient right. way. It, yeah. it takes some of the burden of the responsibility off of him a little bit because it's like, I don't have to wrestle with like, you know, every time he was being asked to get in the gear, he, he was thinking about, oh, what am I going to do in this thing? Yeah. And now it's like, like you're saying, I'm going to follow 
Bart and Doc and my my purpose and when I need to use the gear. to me but oh, they're yeah. they're the ones telling me to get in it they're the ones sending yeah. me on the mission they're the ones yeah, making the decision he's relinquished control of his life <laughs> right? at that point i'm not yeah. making the decision i'm kind of just letting them decide when i use this thing and so not so if things go wrong it's their fault <laughs> right cuz they're I, that's the how ones i kind of feel i, I think that's how something. he's able to yeah accept like okay i'm going to get in psychologically i think that makes sense yeah it wasn't his decision I also think this is as good a time as any to bring up um, the uh, word Veltal and what it means yes. technically. Because yes. I, I looked that up. Velt, it Cosmos, means world, universe. and then all means universe or space. Yeah. yeah. And so Veltal is the, the, well, I think it's just translated as like outer space universe kind yeah, of thing. But Velt specifically means it's probably, it's where the world, it's where the word world comes from. Yeah. You say world in a German accent, you say Velt, Velt. Velt. The Velt is going to end. <laughs> well, it's, that means world, and then all is. Probably yeah. where the word all comes from, actually, but it's just a universal kind of space, yeah. that whole thing. Yep. So, Veltal, the, the universe. The universe. Gear. Yeah. Crazy, crazy um, stuff. Okay, so you take over as Saitan, and uh, he goes into the gun room. He, you can talk to Mason there. They have a nice little moment between them, back and forth. Um, you know, Mason sort of um, sharing some of his concerns about how he raised Bart and not feeling like he was an adequate uh, minder. And, you know, Saitan sort of like reassuring him, you know, I, that's not uh, right yeah. at all. Like, you know, like I think he's a fine man, you did a good job, you know, that kind of thing. And, and Mason's, you know, so thankful to him. Oh mm. my good Dr. Azuki. I hope you're not too Oh yeah, yeah. You know, they're having this kind of conversation. Mason's great. <laughs> Like we were saying, the emotional intelligence, I think, yeah. you really see that here. He can read people, he can read the room. Yeah, like, everyone seems to look up to him. It's even just the way he speaks to him, right? Yeah. This isn't like Saiten's typical way of speaking. He's yeah. speaking almost in the way that he knows Mason will receive. Yes. So uh, he says to Mason, oh, dear Lord Mason, I hardly think that is right. He's like, <laughs> That's he's, 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 he's speaking specifically to yes. his kind of background and the type of the type of uh, life that he lived as a what's the word like in the court of the king you know like sure. a lord but like yeah. you know a, a servant to kings yes right yeah. so referring to him as dear lord mason yeah. is like he he's trying to help him yeah like deal with these concerns and these conflicts and worrying that he hadn't done a good enough job raising Bart on the night that he's about to go and try to take the the throne back, mm -hmm. right? So it's really interesting that Saiten is able to just, in no matter who he's talking to, he knows how to talk to them. Yes. Yeah. How to get information from people. How <laughs> yes. to like navigate the conversation to get right. them to accept the role he wants them to accept. You know, Saiten's like a master at like, <laughs> if we want to call it psychological manipulation, but well, this is whether um, the good or bad type of manipulation, whether he sure, wants to use somebody or, or whether he wants to just get somebody to have confidence in themselves yeah, yeah. and to, you know, resolve the conflicts in their heart mm -hmm. in that moment. Saiten is a master at speaking to people yeah. and, and getting them to the place that they need to be at. That's so funny. Um, it almost sounds like, uh, well, how about this idea? <laughs> so you've got Sigurd that's like, yeah. hey, I'm really receptive 
to feeling and sensing yes. things on a certain level. My intuition is, yeah. is good. Um, I don't know if all the elements have like a different, a different thing. thing that they're really good at. Mm. Um, but one thing that, um, that what you're just now telling me just kind of reminds me of is, is Saruman the White and how he, just through his speech, he can almost like hypnotize yes. people mm. into just listening to him and, and he could manipulate, yeah. as, uh, again, you know, that word doesn't have to be negative, but he could manipulate. And you look at um, Gandalf was more the personal understanding of the heart, but yes. Saruman had the, the, the gift of the tongue that could just like get people to do things. I almost wonder if there's something like that with a lot of these characters where they're all gifted in a certain specific domain. Hmm. Something to keep an eye on as we mm. learn more about elements uh, going forward. So anyways, he ends up leaving there and he goes up uh, the ladder to the deck and Bart and Sigurd are there talking. And I really love, again, the cinematography here. It's yeah. beautiful. Um, but the conversation here is Sigurd saying, why, why such a glum face? Tomorrow is our first return to the castle in 12 years. But you were just there, like when you saved Margie, right? Oh, right. But, okay. <laughs> uh, Bart says, returning to the castle. After we get the royal palace back, I guess I'm going to be the king. I'm not uh, very suited for it, am I? Sigurd, you'll get used to it. Bart, listen, Sig. Uh, Sigurd says yes. Bart says, I guess, it's I guess it really doesn't matter who the king is, does it? As long as it's a symbol of hope, right? It doesn't have to be me. Uh, he's looking for a, a way <laughs> a out. A way out. Sigurd says, I was captured by Solaris and brainwashed for, uh, for use as a human guinea pig. But even they couldn't erase my desire to return home. This is how we get the clue that he was from Ave originally, not from Solaris originally. Sigurd. Mm. He says, then I remembered you and Marguerite not as the royalty of our country, but as just normal children. I don't care about rebuilding a dynasty. I want to regain this kingdom because it belongs to you, because it's your home. And Bart says, because it's my home, Aizuchi. Sigurd <laughs> says, yes, for that, we must take Shakan down tomorrow, am I correct? Bart says, right, then let's do it. Sigurd says, but first, I think you need a bath. A bath? <laughs> yeah, that's you don't great. look like a king at all. You're facing the enemy's leader, so you must have a noble appearance. Bart says, hey, you just said it didn't matter whether I'm the king or not. And Sigurd says, that is it. This is this. Um, <laughs> well, that's that. This is this. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, and then Saiten is listening. Uh, and Saiten says, that someone was waiting for you. That one was all it took for you to regain yourself. You are a great man, Sigurd. Um, and then you, it looks towards, I love this shot. The camera pans up to the red moon in the sky. Yes. And then it pulls back. Yeah, through the in, window. Through the window yeah. of where Ramses and Miang are yeah. in bed together. Oh, this scene is Such a great cinematic transition. Yeah, beautiful. So on the same night over here in yeah. Bledovic, we have a nightmare happening where, um, Ramses is dreaming yeah, Ramses. about this flashback we saw earlier where the red-haired martial yeah. art guy is killing gears barehanded, just taking them out. Mm -hmm. But it extends further than what we saw before. Yes. He gets into this red, red gear. Red gear. And you can um, imagine that if he's that powerful without a gear, that inside he's of a way gear. more powerful yeah. inside of a gear. And he just starts and he just wreaks havoc, messing yeah. stuff up. Now, I love the fact that the camera then pans up and you see Graf observing all Once of this. again, on a mountain pillar, like <laughs> right the next moon to the action. silhouetting him. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I love it. But Graf is yes. 
observing this. And Ramses is there with, a, with some troops. Yes. And they're like, he's losing it. He's going crazy. Stop yeah. him. And do Ramses is like, takes. stop him. But his troops are all looking around. Like, they don't know, like, how? How are how we, do we going stop to stop this guy? Yeah. This guy. Right. And eventually it ends up with Ramses alone facing the gear towering above him. As it kind of like. Yep. And, and then you hear a red. scream and you hear like a, like a piercing sound effect, almost like a stab or an impalement or something yes. like that is what it invoked to me. And then he wakes up. Mm. And he's really disturbed by this. And Miang kind of stirs, like, hey, you know, is everything okay? He's like, whatever. Uh, this can't be. Or actually, that's part of the. This is. Right, okay. he doesn't like say it. Because I think Miang says, says, he says, no, did you have. Nothing. A yeah, dream so she again. says, what's yeah. wrong? You look like you just had a nightmare. Uh, it, it wasn't, wasn't that, that same dream, dream again, was it? Was it? Exactly. Right. Just, no, it was nothing. And he gets up and leaves, you know, going to take a walk, maybe get some water, wash his face, whatever, shake yeah. it off. And then Miang says, uh, peeping is not very becoming, you know. Now, I didn't, You and this is on purpose, it seemed like she was talking. You don't know anyone else is in this room. Mm-hmm. It seems like she's talking to Ramses, but it's like, y'all are sleeping that in make the sense, same bed. Right? That doesn't make sense. And then that voice shows up. And then Graf, Graf. appears in the room. Miang says, <laughs> I saw that boy that you're after fight in the tournament. I could tell right away he resembles me greatly. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this, but back at the tournament, um, there was a part where, actually, yeah, we totally missed this. Uh, um, Shakan gives like a speech mm-hmm, yeah. at the tournament. Yes. And he's like, oh, I did a great job in that speech. And, and they're then, like, not listening. And, and Ramses yeah. and Mian come in. <laughs> and mm. one of the, another one, another funny line is, uh, Ramses is like, like, he says something about, um, it's not, uh, it's not proper to indulge in such gay revelry or something yes. like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, that was funny. Uh, could have just been revelry. Didn't need to use the word gay, particularly in like the modern context. That word has changed from what it meant in like yes. the 1950s when yeah. Tolkien used it a million times. In <laughs> a million times. Right. It just meant like, And you even know, then it was, yeah, an older word. Celebratory yeah. happiness or whatever. Yes. But anyways. Gay frivolity. A 10-year-old playing Xenogears in 1998 <laughs> is going to see that word very differently. But, exactly. Um, Anyways, there in that in that scene, Miang noticed Faye. She like partic- she took a particular note of Faye. Yes, and she's like, ooh, I noticed. that boy is really handsome or something uh-huh. like that. So that's what she's referring to here. She says, "I saw that boy that you were after fight in the tournament. I could tell right away he resembles you greatly." Which is funny because we've not seen Graf's face at all. He's a freaking Darth Vader mask at the moment. Yes, that's <laughs> right? true. But she says that Faye resembles Graf greatly. Hmm. And so Graf says, he basically came here to do one thing and one thing only. He's, he's getting straight down to business. You used the influence of the ministry to set you up with that man, Ramses, right? I don't know what you're up to, but don't you dare think of plotting against me. You stay out of this. And then he's fetching disappears. <laughs> <laughs> well, she says that too. She's like, I'm just, I'm just watching. I'm just here to observe. Yeah. So we saw yeah. earlier that Rams, not Ramses, um, Saitan and Sigurd were really concerned. Particularly Sigurd was really worried about Mia. About her. They're like, yeah, I'm, Something, I'm worried I don't, that she's here. I, he, she scares me more than Ramses. Right. And now Graf, who for all we know is... A very powerful antagonist of yes. this game. Yeah, He's like, ultimate. don't you even think about interfering. I do not want you to. The fact that you're here pisses me off and stay out of this. <laughs> now, I can't tell 
who would have the upper hand in this situation. Yes. Right, because it seems you would guess that, okay, Graph is, is more powerful, right? Just in general, Graph has more authority in this situation. But he, he is scared of Mian. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be there if he wasn't concerned about, about what she could do or what she means, right? Yep. And so he's like, you're here. And so even though Graf is postulating, is it postulating? What's yeah. Posturing. He's, he's trying to make himself seem powerful. And you, I'm warning you, but, it, but in doing so, the fact that he's he revealing. even is brought to this point, he's revealing that he actually does not have the upper hand here. And Myung, if she wanted to, could potentially ruin his entire plan. Yep. And that means that it's hard to tell, but it means that at least in some way, she has uh, the upper hand over him in some way. Mm-hmm. And she's just biding her time, just not, not using it. This, I don't know what that would be. This but. is what I was talking about when I said that the villains in this game are so good. Yeah. And they're, well, all, so in, far. And they're all against each other and they all have their own like yeah. individual like, character arcs. Right. It's like Ramses and what he wants is different from Graf right. and what he wants, which is different and from Shakan, which is different from Miang, which is Miang. different. It's like well, the Emperor. Exactly. It's like everybody, the Emperor looks like an antagonist. Everybody's so it's like, like against each other. Yeah. And they all have different plans. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like who is going to have the upper hand? Who is going to win? It's a lot of mystery. You know, this actually parallels, you know, a lot of people like to think of... Um, in the real world, like to think that there's the Illuminati that have control over everything. Yeah. And this game is kind of showing that if there is the Salarians who are literally controlling everything down below and they're mm. the ones, but they don't agree with each other and they yeah. hate each other and they're fighting amongst <laughs> each other. Yeah. To, the agree, to the degree that there is any type of Illuminati on Earth in 2021, they hate each other, yeah. and it's not what people think, where they're all in agreement and they all do each other's bidding. It's like, yep. no, if, if, if that exists to the degree that it does, they are undercutting each other oh, all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> so this kind of situation, it's very realistic to me, I think. Yeah. It's very convincing. I really like it. So she, he, he leaves, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I see this news has reached you already. As usual, you're the first to hear about everything. But don't worry, I won't steal your prized possession. I'll cooperate. Mm. Besides, you and I go back a long way. Hints, <sighs> mysteries, what's going on here? No idea. Keep playing to find out. No idea. Now we get to France. <laughs> <laughs> France is the best character in the game. This should be called the Xeno France. I don't want to spend too much time on this because we are running a little low on time right now. Yeah. We still got to get to the we scene still got with to Allie and Faye, which is where we wanted to end. But we I just, just point out that it's a little strange. It was funny to me because demi humans are a thing in this world. Yeah, we saw, and I think um, the retrograde amnesia guys pointed out uh, an episode or two ago that there's a mole person, there's a moose person. Yeah. No, there's nothing made of it. It's just they're there. Yeah. There's not been much of an attempt to explain with the world building yet. Yeah. Demi humans or like why they are here or whatever. It's not like Final Fantasy IX where although, you have... Although there was some degree of, of something like that, I think, when we were down in the cave, in Ball's cave, because he says, do you notice anything different? And, oh, past year there's no human skulls. But, and this could just be me, this could be the graphics being weird, but the skulls up top were animal yeah, bones. Yeah, different And bones. at the advent of humans, those skulls started to change too. They got bigger, yeah. they changed in a different way. Right. They, the animals were reacting to humans' presence as well. I don't know if that's relevant here. I'm just pointing out that there's yeah, that's a, it's a good thing there. to point out. Yeah, that they that evolved. Us. Yeah, the animals started the to evolve as well. Um, 
but humans like did in not response evolve, to humans right because humans they invented from the from the um, the eldritch crash somewhere else um but in any case it was just funny that this is the first one that has a portrait <laughs> it's a dolphin man <laughs> sir <laughs> just talking <laughs> and everyone it's just normal to everyone right it's everyone's just kind of just funny like, thank you dolphin man it's just kind of funny it's it just like there hasn't really been a, a, a much of an attempt yet to explain like Anyways, to establish this yeah. as a thing in the world. Clearly done on purpose because this is just a normal thing to in them, the world. Right. And in what way they explain it it's, to us, the players, will be a little bit different. But I hope they do explain it soon because <laughs> it's just kind of strange. But, it, but it's fitting there. that a dolphin man is like the sonar guy on yes. the team. Yes. Right? Like, oh, we're picking up some frequencies. He's like listening and we can feel to the it. sonar and he can hear yeah. you know, all the nuances. So these animal people likely do retain some ability of the animal, despite speaking and otherwise being sure. basically human. Oh, and by it the seems. way, I don't it know if seems. you noticed this, but um, retrograde amnesia in the video that they shared with us, they had a like a framed uh, portrait up behind them. Yeah, it's Franz. It's Porpoise Man. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I didn't. They know have this. they have a, a Franz uh, artwork. Oh, great! People should go back and look at that. That's awesome. Franz, what beast? Okay, so anyways, now we need to get to this part. So, you see Ellie leading the other five Gebler soldiers, right? We talked about this, I think, in the last episode, how they didn't respect her authority. Yes, they're we mentioned it, but this is the scene, right? Yeah, they're talking she's down to her. She's clearly their leader. I don't know that they've ever gone on a mission together. No, this, so she's, been, she's, she's the, just the first been time, put right? in charge of them yes. as a commanding officer. She's just been assigned to that. But she's 18 years old. These guys, I would assume, are all in their... 20, late 20s, 30s. Yeah, They're way older than her. Forces, yeah. They don't respect her at all. They don't listen to her. They're telling her to stay out of their way, right? Right. They'll um, handle it on their own. They, they, can, they can take care of it. Yeah. And so, anyways, but she has a gear, and they stop by to, like, take a look at her. Ooh, this is one of those, like, new models. Right, it's a special kind of gear. Right, so you have, like, anyways, yeah, a special gear. They, they're excited to see what it can do kind of a thing. But they're like, oh, like, why is she the one piloting it, you know? Because it's pink and elegant <laughs> and thin. And then, you know, they're kind of joking around with each other. Um, anyways. They take off. So they're actually headed to the same place where Faye is going. So that Gebler unit that Ellie is leading is going to the same place. Yeah, kind of towards the mountains. and yeah. That uh, Faye is going to. Yeah. So you climb up a bunch of mountains. You're going through some caves. You're kind of getting into position. And as you're on your way there, this this group of Gabler units flies overhead and they find you. Yeah. And Or find Faye and his group. And so Faye, like, motions them on, like, keep going. Like, I'll take care of this. Like, just, you know, get into position. Like, keep going. Like, let me worry about this. Faye's very confident. <clears throat> yeah, well... He should be. <laughs> well, I know Even for good reason. All of everything that they that the rest of Ellie's group says from this point on is like, "What? We're the lambs. How is he beating us?" And then the next guy says it. Oh, how is he so strong? We're the or not? We're the lambs. They're the lambs. We're yeah. the yeah right. We're the right people. How come he's so strong? How can like a they, lamb beat us? They don't yeah. get it. And we've heard them say this many times. Each time we fight them, they're always like, "Ah, oh, how are you so strong?" Like they don't get it. So, anyways, they all gang up, and, she, and she's like, I didn't tell you to attack. I didn't give the command. They're like, uh, F you, we don't care. We're going to kill them. Yeah, and so we kind <laughs> so, of... So you fight them. It's like a three-phase uh, three boss battle here. You fight, 
the five guys, two in the first round, three in the second round, and, and yeah. like you're saying, they're all like, how is this possible? Yeah. Right? Typical. Um, and then, I can't remember which of them, it's not Rank, it's, nor is it Breuer. Franz? It's Vance, I think. Oh, Vance, that's Vance it. Vance is, is all like, ah, oh, this he's like way pissed off. And so he's yeah, like, this is um, so annoying, yeah. Vance, get a hold of yourself. He's like, why am I losing to a lamb? Something's wrong, way wrong. And and uh, I need more drive is what he says. Yes, that's right. That's He's like, right. oh yeah, I just need more. I need more drive. So Vance is asking to use more of the drug drive so he can get back up and keep fighting. Um, Ellie is really struggling here because yeah. she's struggling between her feelings for Faye but also her loyalty to Solaris and to um, to Gebler. Right, mm -hmm. and she's like, I have to protect my team against Faye, who's like beating the fetch out of them. Yes, but also her team <laughs> is a bunch of lowlifes. Yes, so she may not feel like, all that motivated to help them. <laughs> she's like, she's debating whether or not to use drive. Yes, because if she uses drive, it's gonna. She so could. We haven't kill really Faye. necessarily completely described. I guess we talked about it in a previous episode, but drive essentially like brings you to your full power potential. Mm -hmm. It doesn't ever push you beyond it. It's like whatever your natural potential is, drive just more or less maximizes yeah. your senses mm -hmm. to their full potential. Full mm -hmm. strength, full stamina, everything. When you're on yeah. drive, it's like you are at maximum levels of your yeah. individual potential. Um, her individual potential is much higher than these other guys. It seems so. So when she's gonna take drive, she knows what that means. <laughs> and we get this in the flashback that we saw pieces of back in yeah, Black Moon Yeah, we saw Force. parts. We saw so the So she's like, she's like running through a hallway, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and the, you hear like people telling her like, let's get the actual uh, the dialogue. She's like, what are you doing? And you got the canted angle, which yeah, I Yeah, and we're from the perspective of the people chasing her. What are you doing? Don't worry. It's just the drive. The drive. <laughs> and they like corner her and then But she, she sees she the same event over and over ducks and over. and keeps running. Yeah. And it's like the drive will just readjust your and she's like, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. It'll just readjust, readjust your balance, balance and make you feel good. It's like, I don't want it, I don't want to use it. She's like refusing to use it. Yeah. Uh, this is by the way, this is like required. Of right, I think everyone has Negan. to use it. They have it to seems use like it she knows graduate. what it will do, so it makes me wonder if she's if she had taken it before. So she she knows that it will be bad. So they're saying you think we're going to make so please go away. I like how she's yeah. interrupting in the middle of it. You think we're going to make an exception because your father's top brass? Like you Ooh, have to take so it. So we learned. So Ellie's dad. Yeah, he's a high-ranking like official. High okay, and we may have learned something like that before. But, but that's he also is compassionate towards yes. lambs. Yes, yes. So but he's a high-ranking officer in People are like that, yeah. Now, we get this shot here, and this resembles a little bit of what you get a lot of on disc two, where they put the character in a spotlight like this. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you also see the scene happening behind, right? Yep. You have no recollection. There were no records on mental enhancement drug use up until now. Um, it was sudden. She was probably uh, a type that can't handle the drive. That probably cost her lapse into delirium and her loss of self-control. You mean the unconscious burst of pent-up uh, 
antipathy, antipathy, where she just didn't care about people. Uh, just, yeah, and then that last line, um, you mean uh, antipathy, but everyone has that. Everyone <clears> has that. Yeah, everyone just becomes careless when they take yeah, drugs. So yeah, so it, the, a byproduct or a symptom of the drug is you stop caring yeah. right, about people. Is that why the innate ability is so high? So her innate ability, her innate potential is higher than most people. Yeah. Yes, what did the commander call these girls again, or those girls again? Ah, uh, they're all girls. It's probably higher than they are. Then it's an instantaneous jump in numerical value, but we can use her as a test subject in front of Eric. Eric. Or we can't use her as a test subject in front of Eric. Uh -huh. It's a pity we can't manage it since there is so much potential. So this is all setting up the fact that she has a higher potential than the other guys. So when she takes drive, it's going to like really be a bad thing. We'll leave you to the Bureau. Stay at, at your residence until further notice. Don't worry. You have power worthy of the chosen ones. Mm -hmm. It's those weak people's it's those weak people's fault for not being able to withstand your powers. She's killed all these guys. Ah, uh, and that's that like a rationalization in her right? mind. So yeah. that scene where there's all the blood on the walls. It's like, well, if they were people, stronger, they wouldn't have died. It's, it's not the people your are, fault. are like, oh, it's not your fault that you have a high power potential yes. and they couldn't like stop you. Yeah, they were too like, weak. Don't worry about that. And that's part of the, <laughs> the meritocracy thing, where it's right. like, you're more skilled than them, so here you are, and right. they're gone. Um, so that's the end of that scene, and we kind of... Well, that's I guess that, no, it's not over yet. Well, they, now we see exactly her, And then you'll happens. see the carnage that happens, right? Please stop it, and then you kind of shoot her to all the blood. Yeah, and so they give her a shot. She completely blacks out, has no memory. She wakes up. Blood on her hands, everything's destroyed all around her. Tons of people are dead. Yeah, and so yeah. Rank is telling Vance here not to take any more drive. It's going to ruin his mind. Vance's like, yes. I don't care. I'm already messed up as it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, stop this now. I'll handle it. So she makes the decision at that point that she's going to take drive and that she's going to you know, fight to protect her comrades here. And that's where you end up fighting against Ellie. Yes. Can I, uh, this might be too late. I might need to make a note for later. Okay, go for it. I'm just gonna bring up you. Did you bring up the thing about what's his name, Dan? Dan and the graffiti that he leaves around town. Oh yes. Did we bring that up in an episode already? Okay, so we haven't yet. Should we do that? This later? was another thing people were asking us to talk about. We could maybe. So okay. on the back of the signs yeah, so in the Lahan, sign there's messages, and and yes. um, one of them says like. Uh, the one in town says something like Alice and Faye are in love or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But if you go up to Saitan's house, the, the signpost outside of his house, you go to the back side and read it. Um, let me get like the exact Which, by the way, that, that sign says Sitan with an S-H-I-T-A-N. Yeah, Shitan. Yeah. They were, they, the, 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 the uh, what do you call it, the texture. Yeah, the texture. the signpost. Has it read differently, which yeah. is how the romanization of the Japanese would technically have right, read. Right, But they changed it in the localization, but it, they didn't change the actual game. All right, this might take me just a second to find, but this was tweeted at us, just so I can get exactly well, the words, right? I just think it's interesting. I don't know if there's anything here. There might, I know where you're going with it. Yes. I know where you're going with it. Because we're talking about drive and, and specifically how drive was developed by yeah. forcibly injecting people. Yes. All the military have to take it, but also it's tested on the lambs first. Yes. And it's an injection that has negative consequences sometimes, especially if you take too much of it. 
Okay, I don't know the exact words, and it's going to take too long to find. Yes. But basically, it's spelled badly, which is what yes. points to it being Dan. Uh, Dan wrote something on the back of Saiten's post outside mm -hmm. of his house, where he says, Stop injecting people, you quack. You quack. Now, we, we just heard from Satan directly from his mouth. I did not like the experiments on the lambs. Yes. I am against it. But it seems in some way that Dan was receiving injections from Satan and he didn't like it and they were having negative consequences and he calls him a quack because of it and in some way hints that possibly those injections are responsible for his large forehead <laughs> and for his receding hairline <laughs> as a 10-year-old kid. Um, he says something on his forehead of justice or something like that. <laughs> and then stop injecting people, you quack. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know what this is referring to. I don't know if we learn any more that, about that in general. But I did think this was a good time to bring that up. Good thing to bring up. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it right now. Okay, sounds good. We'll talk about it maybe later. Sounds good. Okay, so, so Ellie goes nuts with the drive. Freaks out. She fights Faye. Faye keeps trying to call her back. Um, yeah. And uh, be like, no, Ellie, this isn't you. Like... You cared about me, right? Because what she's saying, the antipathy part of it, right? Yeah. When she's in the under the influence of the drug, she's acting as if she doesn't care. And her character portrait changes or, too. Like, yeah, she's got pretty face. different. Yeah. Um, she's using something called air rods, which um. are anium or an animum ether response offensive drones. Yes. <laughs> Uh, within Gebler, there are only a handful of people capable of using them, Hemholz says. From what I hear, it should be only be people from the element class. So Ellie... So then that's where she was... The, Ellie is the fourth strong enough to be an ah, element. So she would be a current element, not a former element. She was in consideration for the elements. She ah, is in their Because she can control. So she's at that level... But it, but she's not possibly not officially. She's not officially an element. I right see. Now. Okay, okay. She's not been accepted as. But an she element. has an but element. But she has ability. that a potential. The potential, the, as the they element said. class. Okay, crazy. So they're basically all of the guys who were making fun of her earlier are realizing she's really powerful. <laughs> um, and it, it, when when under the under the influence of drive, it becomes obvious she's very strong. Yes. Yes. So. You know, Faye's like, Ellie, stop it. Why must we fight? And she says, why? It's obvious. It's divine providence. We are the chosen people, the able. Our purpose of existence is to subordinate the earth-dwelling lambs. Subordinate the earth-dwelling yeah. lambs. Those who stand in our way must be eliminated. And, and uh, Faye's like, you're being controlled by the drug. She says, this is my true nature. There is no other. And he says, that's a lie. You once felt responsible, blaming yourself for causing the incident in Lahan and for landing there. You were considerate of me when I was troubled. The real you would never say anything like that. So he's trying to pull her back. Yes. The real her And back. to some degree of success, because she starts to kind of flicker. She starts yeah. to, um, her real personality starts to come out in just short little bursts. Because she's like, writhe, dance, die, and rot in obscurity here. And he's like, oh, do I have to fight you? He's starting to lose resolve. It looks like it's over for you. I'll put you out of your misery now. Fear not. In return for treating me so kindly, I will kill you painlessly. Farewell, Faye. And then the drive mm. starts wearing off. And she's like, oh, my head. And he's like, what's happened? Is something wrong? And she's like, you know, wake up, snap out of it. He, he says to her, and she's like, oh. 
silence the pertinent fool, I'll not listen to a lamb, that's not true. And then, this no, I don't can, want this. We uh, kind of tackle her down a little, right? Yeah, he, he, he we pin her pins down, her down. Yeah. And, she, and then he, she says, um, I've no need for outward appearance of compassion, and it continues to wear off. Faye, help me, this isn't me, she's saying in you know, broken words. Yeah. Hang in there, Ellie, you know, don't let go of your true self. She's like, no. Um, anyways, Faye gets out of the gear and approaches her um, and, and, you know, goes to kind of help her as she, as she kind of falls out of the influence of the drug. Yeah, it seems like the drug's losing influence, which was pretty quick because she had just taken it. Yeah. So it I, feel like, I feel like Faye, long. I feel like we had something to do with that. Yeah. That we, we pulled her out, her out early, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm debating whether or not to say this. It's part of the theme of the game. Hmm. The feminine and the masculine people needing need each, each other. other. People needing each other. The symbol of Nissan, the man and the woman. Hmm. Faye is drawn to her. It seems so, yeah. She is drawn yeah. to him and they are, he's helping her. And she's helping him. And she's helping yes, him. Yes. There is a very big connection here with this anima animus thing and yeah. the balance and the, the, the two people becoming whole or becoming one in each other and mm. helping each other. That was all part of like the doctrine of Nissan. So Faye was determined that whole fight to like, no, this isn't the real you. I'm going to help you find your wholeness yeah. as a person. Like, you know, this is the, the beginning of that for Ellie and Faye, right? Well, I guess the beginning of it when they met, but you know, it's starting right. to really take hold now at this point. And she's like, you know, I warned you. I said the next time we meet, we'd be enemies. He's like, but there's no reason for you to do this to yourself just so we can fight. There's no reason for you in a fight. None at all. She's like, there was no other choice. I'm a Solaris officer. I can't turn my back on my unit in the mission. She's like, why did you have to use drive? I didn't want to. When I use it, I change. I feel like I'm dominated by some unknown power that I never wanted. In the Japanese, the word is gone. When I use drive, I'm gone. Like, I'm... Absent. Oh, so it's like yeah. a different person takes Yeah, it's a different almost. person. Yeah. There's a power in me and I don't want to admit it, but I wanted to protect my allies, so I had no choice but to use the drive. Faces Ellie, you're the same as me. Again, this about being the same as me, right? Right, right. Ellie, the same? Where it's like, I don't want to do things, but I end up doing them, yeah. Probably. I felt I knew you ever since I first met you. Probably because our problems are so similar. Remember, he meant he knew her name before she had told him her name. Yes, when, that's when right. Don't do this attack. to Ellie. Yeah. yeah, in quotes, Ellie. And, and he's like, oh, I felt like I knew that somehow already. Yeah, yeah. I knew your name somehow. Now she's even saying, I felt like I knew you before I met you kind of a thing. Mm. Now the romance. she <laughs> looks like Sophia. Yes, and she looks like and Sophia. And he was painting Sophia. Oh, so I wonder, 500 years ago. Juicy. Humans don't happen to live 500 <laughs> years in Xenogears, right? <laughs> we'll find out, I guess. Um, Faye says, I'm here Jushi. for you. It may not be much, but at least I can relate to how you feel. And Ellie says, what? Are you saying that we lick each other's wounds? Faye's like, no, that's not, well, yeah, I guess I am saying that. Sorry. <laughs> In a weird way, yeah. And Ellie's like, I'm sorry. I'm not being fair, am I? He says, no, I'm just pessimistic sometimes, but even so, it's better than worrying about it by yourself. She says, Faye, and he says, you won't change your mind to her? And she says, please don't look so sad. I have no choice. It's my only hope. And he says, I have to go. My friends are waiting for me. 
If you can, get out of the army, Ellie. That suit doesn't suit you at all. Oh, that look doesn't suit you. That look doesn't suit you. And then he gets in the gear and he he takes off. Which was a very cool way of ending it on his terms and walking away. So we got a split here and get Case into uh, the train station. We ended just in time. But we didn't talk about the repair robot. Oh, the repair robot. Favorite character. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) There's nothing to talk about there. Uh, It's just there. Just, was, he got was, lost on the mountain trails, <laughs> and he's like, I have these supplies. You guys need you help? Buy some supplies. I'll tell you, you know, a boss battle's coming up. Um, anytime somebody's yeah. next to him, we're like, I've got stuff to sell to you. You better take a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind if I do. But anyways, um, good stuff. Um, I will, again, pin as a pinned comment where to play up to for the next episode. Um, but things are really starting to come together, and in the next episode, some really insane stuff is going to happen. Oh, sweet. Really wait. crazy stuff. Can't wait. So, um, excited to dive into it. Thank you all for watching, and we will see you again next time. Peace out. <laughs>